0: Welcome to the podcast. Uh, By the way, uh, we are going to be going on vacation here coming up, but uh, you can uh, subscribe to BlazeTV.com. Watch the entire year of programs, if you wish, with all the talent at Blaze Media. Go to BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code GLEN20OFF. You get 20 bucks off your annual subscription. Great Christmas present. Or uh, just something for yourself, because, you know, you're worth it. You're totally worth it. That's why we have given you a discount. You're not worth the full price, but you're worth the full price minus $20. It's Glenn 20 off. Congratulations. Um, Today, we talk about the debate that happened last night. Most people uh, didn't catch a lot of that. You had Star Wars out. Uh, You had uh, had the impeachment thing going on. Christmas is going on. So we'll get you through what you need to know about the debate. We will also talk to you about uh, Star Wars. Uh, I saw it last night. We will get into that a little bit. Also, Bill O'Reilly joins us. Uh, we have that going on. A big announcement from Glenn about uh, something you might want to plan for. Some uh, something in, uh, coming up this summer that you might want to be a part of. I think you will. A huge. I mean overly lengthy appearance from Chad Prather on the show today. It was a little too long, and it might be disturbing to you, so I don't know if you can handle that entire performance. By the way, also Rudy Giuliani was on the show. It was a packed show today. Rudy Giuliani is on the show. He has new documents from Ukraine, from Latvia, telling the story about what was going on there. Uh, Glenn is live in Florida for Turning Point USA, uh, and he broadcast from Florida today. Uh, Thanks for listening to the podcast, and we will see you in January. You're listening to
1: the best of the Glenn Beck program.
2: So, last night, believe it or not, was another debate, and you'll never guess who's fighting for the center Elizabeth Warren is now trying to fight for the center. Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> center of what? It's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, I think Andrew uh, Yang had the exchange of the night, the one that was, I think, important. Again, showing he kind of gets it. Here he is telling the everybody else on the podium, stop. Stop with the obsession of impeachment. Listen.
3: It's clear why Americans can't agree on impeachment. We're getting our news from different sources and it's making it hard for us even to agree on basic facts. Mm -hmm. Congressional approval rating last I checked was something like 17% and Americans don't trust the media networks to tell them the truth. The media networks didn't do us any favors by missing the reason why Donald Trump became our president in the first place. If you turn on cable network, News today, you would think he's our president because of some combination of Russia, racism, Facebook, Hillary Clinton and emails all mixed together. Mm. But Americans around the country, know different. We blasted away four million manufacturing jobs that were primarily based in Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Missouri. I just left Iowa. We blasted 40,000 manufacturing jobs there. The more we act like Donald Trump is the cause of all of our problems, the more Americans lose trust that we can actually see what's going on in our communities and solve those problems. What we have to do is we have to stop being obsessed over impeachment, which unfortunately strikes many Americans like a ball game where you know what the score is going to be and start actually digging in and solving the problems that got Donald Trump elected in the first place. We have to take every opportunity to present a new positive vision for the country A new way forward to help beat him in 2020 because make no mistake he'll be there at the ballot box for us to defeat
2: Hmm. to me he's the the most serious candidate to me he is the guy that if if they nominated him uh you would have a chance uh of actually turning some heads because he's serious he's thoughtful he's very left Um, But he has actually thought these things through, and he is speaking to the American people. I I can guarantee you that a lot of the people that watched this last night, because they were Democrats, and I don't mean the Democrats who are, you know, out there campaigning right now. I mean the average Democrat. If they were paying attention last night and they saw that, I can guarantee you they were thinking to themselves, yes, finally, yes, yeah, I think, do you know that in do you know that in, in uh, the um, the rally uh, where was that in Michigan uh, just a couple of days ago? Is that where he had that Michigan Grand Rapids? Where was that? Um, was Donald in, Trump had his. Go ahead. It was, I it, was a, it was definitely Michigan. I think it was in Amash's district, wasn't it? I think it was. So he has this rally. Did you know that nineteen percent of the crowd were Democrats? of that crowd were Democrats. This is, this is, yeah, you think? This is spelling doom for the Democrats. And believe me, I'm happy about it, but this is, they they just don't get it at all, at all. They are so out of touch with people. I think Yang does get it. Uh, I think he sees a
0: lot of what's actually happening in the country now. It, it, to be clear, and you you hit on this, I think he would be a bad president. Like I think Andrew Yang would yes. be a bad president. His policies are not uh, are, are not good for the country. But number one, I think he is serious, and number two, he comes off as probably the only person who comes off on the stage as a good person. Like he's a good. He seems yeah. like a good guy. Like he's not. Con- yeah. He's not made his campaign about insulting uh republicans and calling them racist he has made his campaign about his ideas which i don't think are good ideas but at least Mm -hmm. he's actually attempting to be real he seems likable and you know when you listen to him in scenarios where he's not just on stage kind of quoting his own uh, universal basic income program over and over and over and over again you see, he has depth. He's thought of these things. He's listened to the libertarian and conservative arguments about them. He knows, you know, I mean, I, like that is, you don't get
2: this from politicians. He, he is different. So me, he's changing the paradigm a little bit. Let me ask you, as, as, as an American currently functioning in this nation, would you rather have a debate where two people are calling each other names and it's a fight over racism or two people who were discussing universal basic income because the world is on the verge of change and we are headed towards what experts say is permanent 30 percent unemployment in the next 10 years and that's only because of the upgrades of ai and everything else they believe that we will have a permanent 30 percent unemployment rate now that may not be true. You know, people say that every time, you know, we got rid of the horses and they're like, "What are people, what are blacksmiths going to do?" Yeah, it hurt for a while, but they found another job. So it may not be true, but at least we'd be having a discussion about the future of the country and what we're really facing. I would so much rather have that conversation with somebody I really disagree with. I mean, I've I told you probably Five years ago, at least, you need to uh, you need to have the discussions about things like basic universal basic income, not because it's socialist, but because there's going to be a real outcry while we're in this transition. And just by pretending it's not coming is not going to be good enough. We'll be beaten by a really bad idea, universal basic income, because we won't even be addressing the problem. Andrew Yang is, he sees over the horizon. He's wrong, I believe, on his policies, but he should be heard and he should be debated seriously.
0: And you saw that, I think, for the first time a little bit last night because we're down to seven candidates. He was actually able to speak a little bit. He wasn't completely ignored. Now he's still at the point where no one is finding any benefit in challenging his ideas or attacking him. So he is in a, you know, he's in that nice little window where he's at four or five percent and there's not a huge point in going after him. Unlike Buttigieg, who was the focus of almost every, uh, every back and forth in that debate last night, which is interesting because we said this from the beginning, at some point they're not going to just hand Pete Buttigieg the nomination. At some point, right. someone's going to have to say something negative about the guy. They attempted that last night, which was which is sort of the big takeaway uh, of of the debate.
2: How did you th- How do you think that worked out? Was that effective?
0: I thought he. I mean, I thought he did well fighting it off. Um, he, you know, you know, like you got you know, Warren went after him with this attack of like, well, you're doing these fundraisers in wine caves, and you because know, he did this fundraiser with rich people in, wi- in a wine cave and took these donations. <sighs> And, of course, his comeback to Who that is, cares?" Right, well, this is classism. It's all, all all these, it's the entire oh, party's platform, basically,
2: yeah. is you to know, say you know either racist
0: me. or that he's, you know, he likes rich people too much.
2: Bernie, Bernie was calling everybody out last night for, you know, having fundraisers with billionaires. Oh, okay, so we've made it a B instead of an M because now, Bernie, you're a millionaire. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a it's a great one. Just, I love that. And yeah. it's a,
0: it's amazing how they say. I mean, Warren said last night, "We can't have people who uh, have who are you know super rich making deci- making the decisions uh, for the electorate." And it's like, well, they're. I mean, one man, one vote applies to them too.
2: They get a chance
0: <laughs> <No>. to say <laughs> what they believe too, and if they they get to I make know. the same
2: no uh, no stew uh, donations stew mm-hmm. stew. Mm-hmm. Nothing a billionaire has ever done has been any good. <laughs> Carnegie, what did he do? he gave us steel and then what? Yeah, just, then started, what? Mm-hmm. just started forcing libraries all over the country, you know, that he paid for. Uh, you know, uh, Bill Gates, what did he do besides change the way we work? Uh, And make things more efficient. Um, You know, that evil billionaire, and I kind of mean this one, Steve Jobs. (laughs) What did he do? I know. Except connect the entire
0: world. I'm going to tweet about this right now on my iPhone and let everyone know (laughs) how evil he was. I love that.
2: I love that. Incredible. You got to get rid of those billionaires, man, because they did nothing to earn that money.
4: The best of the Glenn Beck program.
2: Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Bill O'Reilly now joins us, his final thought for the decade, with a special appearance from Holly the Terror Dog. Uh, And uh, welcome to the program, Bill O'Reilly. How are you?
1: So, Beck, I'm very prayerful. That's how I am. I'm praying. i knew, I'm I knew you were going to say this. Yeah, and I'm praying for you and Stu. Um, Are you wearing a black dress? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I don't have okay. one. Okay, right. Um, All right. you know, Holly does. Anyway, okay. Um, I'm praying for you and Stu because you know you guys spent about three and a half minutes maligning me. Um, and you know, in <laughs> the Christmas season, I, I just you're on that the phone. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I was hearing Shit. it. Yeah,
2: yeah. somebody uh, should alert me when you're holding. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Bill, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you because this has been an incredible week. Uh, I have a major announcement coming up in the bottom of the hour, so we're going to have to cut this short. But uh, I want to hear your thoughts on on the sad, solemn burden. The burden of this beautiful, glorious Constitution given to us by these genius Founding Fathers that they all adore in the
1: Democratic Party. Did you weep um, for them? No. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here as an American, as a historian, and as a pundit. All right, So I have a three-pronged uh, um, opinion. And, okay. and I'm looking at it from an American, let's take that first, uh, bad for the yep. country, everything just not getting us anywhere, not helping anyone advance their lives. Would everyone agree mm-hmm. with that? Yes. Yes. Okay, because mm-hmm. you're not going to get them out of there. Uh, you know, you can do whatever you want, Nancy, it's not happening, the Senate's not going to boot them. All right. The second and I think, just- Bill,
2: B- B- wait, 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 Bill, do you agree yeah. with me? If they actually had a case, I mean, a solid case, that he was colluding, that he was doing anything with Russia or Ukraine, they could have gotten him out. But this is a sham.
1: Yep. Um, Okay. So there and that's my next point as a a historian. So I Mm -hmm. look and I see, because I've written eight history books, the most successful nonfiction book series of all time. And then I want to tell everybody, I really appreciate Stu ordering all eight books for Christmas. That was really nice, Stu. Thank you. Oh, I do you remember when times. you said to me?
2: Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you said to me? Yeah. Beck, what are you doing? Writing all these books, and I'm like, Bill, you gotta write books. I mean, I'm telling you, this is the thing.
1: Right. I you remember I, that. I don't remember that, Beck. But of um, it sounds don't. like something I would say, and you would say. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Sorry, right. the historian. I I go, oh, oh! the two convictions in the House were obstruction of Congress, all right? However, Mm -hmm. because the president has executive privilege, he doesn't have to answer subpoenas from anyone, anyone. He can say, no, these were private conversations, and if you'd like to take it into federal court, we'll litigate it there, and the case would be won in a day. All right, because he has executive privilege.
2: I was talking to Rudy Giuliani last night, uh, and uh, he said, you know what? One of the things is that they they say that he was obstructing Congress on, that I wouldn't turn over all of my personal papers to them. He's like, I'm his personal attorney. It's called attorney-client privilege. I'd be disbarred if I did that.
1: Well, look, I think anybody with any frame of reference about the country and about legal matters knows there wasn't it's not possible to have an obstruction of Congress charge lodged if you Correct. have executive privilege. All right. And then Correct. the next one is abuse of power. Well, every single president, Beck, everyone could have been impeached on that. And I gave four examples. I don't wanna run too much and, and take your time. I know you have a special announcement to make. Oh, um, that sounds hostile. All of that, that I sounds hostile. Remember
2: what I mean? have you trapped on a I have you trapped on a cruise ship. So right. anything that you do to me, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make that the cruise from hell for you.
1: Just well I got you know. a bodyguard back, so uh, <laughs> very careful. Yeah. But anyway, well, if you more. wanna know of abuse of power of any president <laughs> Hit me with the name George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Barack Obama, George W Bush, JFK hit me with a name and I'll tell you how they abuse their power every single okay president. I'm
2: gonna hit you I'm gonna hit you with a name George Washington I want to hear that
1: George Washington remember when he won the presidency, there was no popular vote because there wasn't any country really. We had won the war, but it, when the precincts weren't set up. Nancy Pelosi was just born. Um, you know, it was... <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. It was Christmas time. Yeah, no, um, I, know, I know. So George Washington was told, in no uncertain terms, you are a civilian leader. You are not to use the military. This is the founding fathers, the guys in Philadelphia. There was no Washington, D.C., Said, so you're going to be the first president, and we're electing you, okay, because we're the Congress. But you don't bring in your army. Okay, mm-hmm. George was fine with that, right? He's the first president, first inaugural address, takes the oath of office. And what does George do about a year later? He marches troops into Pennsylvania, put down a whiskey rebellion. Yeah. Okay, which was led by you. Mm-hmm. All right? And, well, and it could have been was, was basically these guys in Pennsylvania. said, well, we're not going to pay tax on whiskey because the government says we have to. All right. Now, right. it should have been that should have been taken care of by the Pennsylvania militia, not by federal troops under the president. He could have mm-hmm. been charged easily with abuse of power. OK, it's a little pinheady. I understand that. But
2: no, I mean, it was a, it was a halfway interesting story. And, okay. uh, well, you know that's better yeah. than
1: usual, Beck. Right?
2: Right. I know. I know. Okay. All you right. Know, at this so point,
1: uh, you and uh, you and Stu are usually in a hammock in the land of Nod. Right. <laughs>
2: right. Well, because uh, you know you yeah, put I us to sleep. I got, it. Uh, I got the, it. the 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 Ig Horowitz uh, report. Yes. The did mo- yeah. did you see the FISA court's response to this?
1: Yes, but I'm not uh, applauding the FISA court. They should have been out front a long time ago. They no, knew- no, no. I know that. Yeah, they knew. So now they're all in trouble because these judges had to know this was bull. All right? Um, I mean, they have TV mm. sets. They read newspapers. Yeah. They listen to the Glenn Beck program. In fact, all of the Pfizer judges just texted me, what's the special announcement?
2: I can't <laughs> Yeah, I have to tell you. Well, you, yeah. you tell them, just keep listening in 14 minutes. Because yeah. we get the fat head off from his blubbering, whatever oh, you're talking about. Um,
1: Father Christmas, thank you, <laughs> fat head. Very, um, so, very
2: good. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's full of Christmas jelly. So yes. it's not actually fat. Okay, so <clears throat> here is the uh, here's the thing. How do you feel about the FBI? The fact that not a single field agent blew the whistle on what was going on. There was no there. Still, the field agents should be standing up and demanding justice because their reputation is at stake.
1: Well, during the actual process, they would have been fired had they done that. So I understand the agents, you know, if if you get out of line, the FBI, you go against the hierarchy, you're done. Or you're reassigned to Fargo, North Dakota. Nice town, but it's a little brisk. Um, So I'm not so concerned about that. What I am concerned about Is the Durham report where I I can't see how McCabe and Comey are not going to be indicted? I mean, maybe they won't be, but I I can't see it. They absolutely are responsible for this bogus stuff being given to the FISA judges, and absolutely responsible for illegal illegal wiretapping surveillance of the Trump campaign. Um, And so I figure that Durham is going to find that out. Uh, because now the FBI agents are going to give these guys up. You know they're going to give them up. They're not going to protect Comey and McCabe, fired. Um, no. So I expect that will happen in the late spring, early summer.
2: I will I will tell you, Comey has been remarkable in this, acting as if he was an observer. You know, he comes uh, on, and I the, just he's found this out. Uh, I,
1: you know, and he epitomizes Very. what Washington, D.C. is. He just epitomizes the bureaucracy, the two-faced the uh you know they'll know oh I'm so objective and I don't have ah oh, come on man you know I really I know. it just it's ridiculous the whole thing is
2: absurd I I know nobody watched this uh last night but the debate I was impressed with Andrew Yang who um at least gets this he he uh really scolded the Democratic Party last night and said You got to stop obsessing over Donald Trump and the uh, impeachment because you just keep making this about, you know, corruption. and, And he was working with the Russians to get elected, which stops you from actually asking the question, why did people vote for him? And he went on this went on this screed that was very well thought out that that said, you know, it's because we're completely out of touch with the American people and their pain, and they're sick of it. I thought it was amazing.
1: You know, Yang's a, a smart guy, but it, but he is caught up in all the hysteria. You know, I I tweeted last night, uh, all throughout for my audience on com which is one of the perks they get, and um, at eight forty-two, um, eight forty-two in the debate began at 8 o'clock. Yang said that he favors moving Americans to higher ground, Beck. All right. So what if you don't want to move no, I, to higher ground? No, know? I not Hey, I'm happy here in West Palm Beach. I really don't want to move to Wyoming to the Tetons. Okay? Right. I, yeah, yeah. No! So, so, honestly, You're moving to honestly, higher ground.
2: Okay. Honestly, Bill, 10 years yeah. ago, I would have thought immediately... Moving to higher ground mean you know meaning you know be better people. I I didn't even consider no 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 I I know I didn't even consider for a second.
1: You have to move (laughs) to higher ground.
2: This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. Charlie Kirk, the uh, founder of uh, Turning Point USA, joins me now. How are you, Charlie? Doing great, Glenn. You were excellent last night. Thank you. Thank for you. That. Thank you. Uh, it was, uh, It. Uh, yeah, I meant what I said when I walked out on stage and said, you give me hope. Oh, thank you. It is, it's, you've put together, what, five thousand eighteen to 24 mm-hmm. year olds. Yes. And they're from all over, not only the country, the world mm-hmm. now. Uh, and they're, they're. The fresh troops. This is the generation that's, that's right. going to fight the battle.
5: And they're fighting on the front lines for freedom and liberty. And you gave a very the compelling interactive history talk. <laughs> and you and I were talking off camera how dangerous it is that students don't know history. And then they yep. think that history starts with them. You know who else tried to do that? In The French Revolution. Remember, they yes. wanted to start time over. Yeah. It was a robust spear mm-hmm. idea in 1792. History starts with us. Everything before it is a is a mistake. Religion, morals, we're the most important people in the world. Right. And you see that through Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Mm-hmm. She says, well, everyone before us has screwed everything up. Well, not so fast, my friend. Mm-hmm. That kind of hubris, that kind of pride will lead a culture
2: to destruction. Greta Thunberg, mm-hmm. she's a frightening, sad case. I mean, here's totally. this, this girl who says, how dare you? You've stolen my future... Nobody's stolen your future. You Mm -hmm. make the future. Correct.
5: And she wrote a piece, co-authored with a university professor from University of Texas, Austin, and another climate activist, where she said it's not even about climate change. It's about deconstructing a colonial patriarchy that's rooted in racism that's the real agenda there but Glenn what you did so brilliantly last night when you've done for years is you talk about the heroic stories that have built our country and that we're not just like every other country we are exceptional yeah Walt Disney Jesse Owens these heroes that have built our country and most
2: students are not taught this in any form whatsoever I was shocked Candace Owens said how many how many are taking Western Civ have taken a Western Civ class mm-hmm. one hand went up in a crowd of 5000. In fact, they're being ta-
5: told and taught that western civ is evil and is wrong. That this whole society that has been so good for humanity and for those Christians out there, so good for the gospel of Jesus Christ, so good for the advancement of a moral order is a mistake. And this this is the failure to teach our history means that the, the future will be put in jeopardy. So Charlie, how can I help you? How can this mm-hmm. audience help you? You being here, you doing your show, you speaking here has been such an amazing blessing to us and our organization. How can the audience help? Well, they, if they'd like to you know, chip in, it's tpusa.com is the website. You can get engaged in a variety of different ways. And the, probably the most important is get your students and your family members involved with Turning Point USA. It
2: is your growth is unprecedented. You Thank are you. you're what the Tea Party dreamt. Of, I mean, this organization didn't exist five years ago, and that's it's right. worldwide. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's. I can't. I can't In tell the you U.K., how.
5: And then we had a great victory there. We were yeah. very happy about that. But it, it never bet against Americans ever, and that's what your stories told us last night. And this is not supposed to happen. The ruling class, yeah. the elites, they never thought that a movement of young people could be organized around conservative
2: ideas. Yeah, we're we're going to take back our country, and they are. Uh, they're brave. They are not afraid. Yes. They are not afraid. I admire you and everybody at Turning Point. You've done a great job. Thank you so much, Charlie. Thank you. All right. Coming up in a few minutes, we have uh, Rudy Giuliani and uh, a a first-time appearance of Candace Owens uh, in just a few minutes. You don't want to miss a second of the last Glenn Beck program of the decade. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. America's mayor, a guy who put the Gambino crime family uh, behind bars. Uh, and I think, Mr. Mayor, if you don't mind me saying, I think you're facing a more dangerous foe today than
4: the Gambino crime family. There's no question about it. I'll tell you why. First of all, they are capable of murder. I mean, They they murder people, the uh, Ukrainian and Russian organized crime. It kind of overlaps. Uh, Number two, they have media protection that the mafia never had. Yes. I mean, basically 80% of the media in this country is complicit in their ability to commit these crimes because they don't report them.
2: You know when Donald Trump said the media uh is an enemy of the country uh you know I thought that was it was really harsh words and it, I didn't think it was phrased exactly <laughs> right I'm telling you Glenn, 100% agree with you Of
4: course I was with him all through the campaign and when yeah. he first said it I used to tell him please t- temper it down Yes yeah uh, he's he's understating He is he's understating I, what I've seen here look it's been clear since September since December 8th of 2015 that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were involved in corruption in the Ukraine. The New York Times wrote it. They said, Hunter Biden is getting paid by the most crooked company in the Ukraine, by the most crooked guy in the Ukraine, who's a fugitive, and his father is in charge of giving out the money in the Ukraine. It takes an IQ of about 10 yeah, I know. to figure out that that's a crime. So I am, I'm holding a document. And they covered it up. I, I'm holding a document here.
2: I mean, they call this a conspiracy theory. This is from the prosecutor's office of the Republic of Latvia. It is the Office for Prevention of Laundering of Proceeds Derived from Criminal Activity. It, it has Burisma and uh, Hunter Biden's name and his partners all over it.
4: What is it? What, what that is, it's a notification from the government of Latvia to the government of Ukraine about two or three weeks before Shokin was fired. That they have suspicion that there's a vast money laundering transaction. Eventually, I have the documents there that show it. Uh, those are in Ukrainian. I translated them. I even translated them myself with my app. And what they basically <laughs> say is, make it simple: 14.3 million dollars was moved from Ukraine into a phony company in Latvia owned by Viktor Pinchuk, another oligarch. Uh, it was made to look like a. It was made to look like a loan. It then moved to Cyprus, and then it was distributed to the board members, $14.3 million, except there are two names and no numbers next to it, Hunter Biden, Devin Archer. The prosecutor calls the Cypriot office, and the Cypriot office is told, oh, you know the U.S. Embassy doesn't like, let me give you information on Hunter Biden. Mm. Devin Archer gets convicted a year later in the Southern District of New York for uh, insider trading. We went and got the records of that trial. In the records of that trial, there's a $3.2 million deposit on that date from Cyprus. It's clearly the money. We've now been able to prove it the other way around. So you know what you call that? You call that a slam dunk money laundering case. When I was a U.S. attorney, I give this to one of my young prosecutors, three day trial. I don't even need a witness. I just have to authenticate the documents. I could give this to my most incompetent assistant U.S. attorney, and they come back with a conviction. Even if his name is Hunter Biden. So, and I am outraged at the fact that Joe Biden isn't under investigation. This is ridiculous. It shows not only is the, is the double standard applied to the media, they've intimidated our law enforcement. The man confessed to bribery. He confessed in the open to right. bribery. So and I have the. And I, go I, ahead. I, I, they sort of like don't understand who I am. I have the records. This isn't right. Rudy Giuliani. This is the Latvian government. I've got a record here of an Austrian doctor who's the foremost doctor on poisoning. He saved the life of Viktor Yanovich. You, know, you, 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 know, you remember the yeah, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy whose a, face was... A very good man. He, he yeah. could have saved... He could
2: have. He, he could have. I,
4: I went there. CIA briefing said he was the one man who could save Ukraine if putin didn't kill him well right. putin didn't kill him but he took his life away he took right. his face away yeah yeah the doctor's name is dr Korpan. i remember it all these days because the name of the facility is the rudolph clinic <laughs> <laughs> he's the foremost expert i just would like you to read the primary diagnosis of mr shokin as of three months ago when he got rushed to the hospital
2: uh dear sir or madam uh,
4: primary diagnosis mercury poisoning I, the doctor says there's no other way it could have happened but with poisoning I have the record in German that shows that the normal amount of mercury in your system is 2 he was at 9.2 he was at the point where his liver is already deteriorating there's no question they attempted to kill him.
2: This is why he's in, because we've tried to reach and out to him. Our
4: embassy will not allow him to come to the United States because our embassy is in this up to their neck, including the present one with Ambassador Phoney Taylor, who testified, Phoney Taylor is holding up this man coming to the U.S. because he can testify. He, this, this is not an unknown, so- anonymous whistleblower. Right. This is a man who's willing to tell you his name, Victor Shokin. He's willing to put his hand on the Bible. He's willing to take the risk of perjury and he's willing to say, Joe Biden bribed my president in order to get me fired and and he is also, and his colleagues, four or five more of them, able to show us how much more money went to the Bidens than we even know. All right. Including money laundered money. So. Rudy. And it's being covered up.
2: You and I were talking about this in a hallway yesterday. I was actually talking (laughs) to your security, and I said, please keep this man safe, please. Um, Because this is much bigger than the president. This is way beyond Donald Trump and, and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. This truly is, if this is not exposed, we become... A Mexico or a Ukraine we are going down a road where you can't trust law enforcement you can't trust our courts you can't trust our media you don't know who's dirty and who's not and there is no real justice we have to clean this up
4: you, you haven't exaggerated it one bit we are destroying equal justice under the law we've been doing it at least since the Clinton fix yes uh, but then on the other hand They'll go after Republicans. Oh, I know. For things that are marginal or right. things they make up. Right. Look what they did to Flint. Look what they did to Papadopoulos. He, he shouldn't even spend 14 days Carter in jail. Page. Carter, Carter Page. Carter Page. Is life anything. is destroyed. And I have, I have reports in the newspapers of about 10 crimes uh, that I am allegedly being investigated for by the Southern District of New York. And in each case, I can dispositively prove I didn't do it. I mean, one thing. I have vast financial holdings. In Ukraine (laughs) you you, you know what I said jokingly but they can't tell jokes if you find it I'll give you half (laughs) I don't have vast I have no holdings in Ukraine right totally untrue they they uh, have evidence of a meeting with the president in which the president deputized Lev Parnas there was no such meeting there was supposed to be five people at the meeting four people say it didn't take place only his lawyer says it took place they go after liar after liar after liar they credit the liar over the word of the yes. president like they did with right. Michael Cohen. These are, these are s- sick people. Trump derangement syndrome is... Uh, uh, the, the, uh, I know the I Southern don't... District of New York. It's, it's um, uh, Ivy League. It's very uh, brilliant, wonderful lawyers. Uh, they think they're smarter than the world. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're perfect, perfect candidates for Trump derangement right. syndrome. And what happens is you lose all logic. But I don't think it's just Trump derangement syndrome. I think it is
2: we control the president. We control the agenda. He's coming in and blowing this nice little system up that we have going. And you're not getting away with it. It's why oh, they'll try we, to kill you.
4: Yes. Yeah, like Mr. Shulkin. Or they'll try to destroy you financially like Mr. Correct. Papadopoulos. Or they'll try to destroy you Uh, In in every other way. In any any way they can. And I think the problem, Glenn, is it's like cancer. There are different reasons for it. They're not all the same. Yes, Some of them are out of control, crazy ideologues. Mm -hmm. They really believe it. Uh, Some of them, some of them are uh, Alinsky uh, socialists. You know, anything, Mm -hmm. anything. Yes. uh, Because we're morally superior to you. Right. And some of them are just plain crooks. And the ones in the Ukraine are just playing crooks. The reason I'm in a lot of trouble in Ukraine is I uncovered an eight-year-long money laundering system that started probably in 2012 with $7.5 billion being, being laundered by Yanukovych, the president at the time, pro-Russian president at the mm-hmm. time. He laundered it through American institutions, interestingly controlled by Democrats, controlled by one person who just came out of the Obama administration. Lots of connections uh, to, to Democrats. Uh, $7.5 billion is getting laundered through these two particular banks. 9.5% interest on that to all the people participating every year. Wow. We know the Ukrainian people who participate in it. We know because I'm very close to the Ukrainian authorities. The U.S. has refused to be involved in that investigation. The U.S. Justice Department, FBI, refuses to be involved. I have letters here... From prosecutors to the Justice Department, begging them to get involved in that, they so, went to the Southern District with these allegations against Biden mm-hmm. two months before me. Mm-hmm. The Southern District turned them away. I know. We could already have had this. In, in, we could have already had this whole thing investigated.
2: They keep. They keep saying the Southern District said this, and Congress said this, that when they looked at these documents, it was nothing but a conspiracy theory. It's not. No. No. If uh, you if you come out and tell me. How that's- these documents are false, right? but that's an awful
4: lot of documents that are false. Well, then you have to have an investigation. Right. You know, like they say, right. the charges against Biden have been debunked. Right. Show me the report. Right. I'd love to see it. I, I want to show you one other document okay. that I think probably gets the president of the United States angrier than anything else. And you'll see why in a minute. This is an accounting uh, report going back to 2017. This is during the Obama administration. The Ukrainians located $5.3 billion in foreign aid that was being misspent. About 80% of that is our money. That's what he keeps saying about he was worried about how Ukraine spends money. Here's the proof. Not, you know, Adam Schiff lies. Here's the proof. Now, the Ukrainians started to investigate this. Two people from our embassy went to see them and told them, don't investigate it. We, 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 don't, we don't care. We don't care about the $5.3 billion of our taxpayers' money. And you say, well, why would they do that? And then there was even a lot more pressure. Why would they do that? Because what this shows is that our embassy was giving this money not to the government. They were right. giving it to NGOs. I, you know who the biggest NGO owner I, is?
2: Yeah, George Soros. Oh,
4: my God, anti-Semitic. We, we're anti-Semitic now. I know. We said the word George Soros. I'll be damned if you're going to call me anti-Semitic. I'm not anti-Semitic. I prosecuted Italian criminals. I prosecuted Jewish criminals. I prosecuted every kind of criminal imaginable. I even prosecuted some Martian criminals, I think. (laughs) Rudy. This money is going to Democratic NGOs. I know. And they waste half of it. The government gets half of it. And here's what the decent Ukrainians told me. And there are a lot of decent Ukrainians. Said You guys, particularly under Obama, where corruption got much worse... They will all testify. You guys come here like Biden, and you lecture us on corruption. And then our people laugh at you because he and his son are two of the most corrupt people in the country. They all knew he was a joke.
2: Okay, I know you have to go, and I'm <laughs> up against the time. Will you do me? There are will many more just, of these. Will you, will you do this? Will you? Can you convince me that this will come out? That these people
4: will be judged and not well, in I'm some I'm going to try until I die, so they better kill me. I mean, there's, there's no way they shouldn't be prosecuted. This should be in a federal court. I know federal courts. I know federal courts better than anybody. I will be completely immodest and will- say I was the most successful U.S. attorney in the last 50 years. These are out-and-out out crimes. If anybody's afraid of prosecuting them, you make me the special prosecutor with two people and not $35 million dollars I'll prosecute every single one of them myself. Rudy Giuliani. Thank you for I'd your love service. to cross examine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I watched you on stage last night and I went, he should be the prosecutor on this. Uh, because uh, you are you're the guy it's about with the justice. Facts. It's, it's about is. justice. Really. I know it is. I know it is. Uh, I hope to see you again. God bless you. Uh, you're gonna see thank me. Thank you again. so much. We'll go into more detail. Yeah, great. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, America's mayor. Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Thank you, sir. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.